Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Sano, joined, as always, by the LJ Collier to my adult, Alton Robinson. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. I feel very flexible and uh, very fluid between positions. Our very own Sheem Green. That's right. It's Eric Ronnebeck. Eyebrows Eric, how you doing? Oh, eyebrows, the Peter Gallagher of the Seahawks. Peter Gallagher, what a reference. Yeah, okay, if you don't know, Rich, we have an eyebrows emoji on the Discord. This Sh- Sh- Rasheem Green has the greatest eyebrows. He's got those Moto Moto eyebrows. That's fact. Caterpillars and a half. He, he will destroy. They're they're beautiful. They're they're just perfectly shaped as well. Work like, of art. One hundred percent, like the best uh, possible. So okay, here we go. Uh, tight end Greg Olson has announced his retirement. Eric, what was your favorite Seahawks Greg Olson memory? Um, the time that I predicted him to have nine touchdowns this year i mean he he joins the pantheon franco harris tj hausmanzada jerry rice zach miller uh, all, all these guys who just came came here for like one or two years at the end of their career to uh to kind of uh put a put a bow on a successful <laughs> career to win a the super bowl Lord perry Lord perry yes <laughs> so, so uh, Kevin, Kevin, what's your favorite Greg Olson memory? Uh, the time that we signed him so he couldn't go over the middle and catch passes on our linebackers anymore. <laughs> uh, I <laughs> my uh, my favorite Greg Olson memory is uh, it's uh, it's actually like just a couple days ago. It's um s- s- January twenty fourth. Greg Olson, who spent the last year at the Seahawks, announcing his official retirement on the Fox pregame <laughs> wow. show. That was my favorite Greg Olson moment. I just wish that his hands hadn't retired six months before the rest of them. Yeah, I don't know. He, he it was not. It was a uh, <laughs> sorry. That was seven. That was, that was bad. He's not Luke Wilson. Kevin's He's not. He he got hurt. It wasn't like he was that bad. But seven million total bust. It was. You know, that it's was a, a bad contract. Of, in retrospect, it was terrible. But at the time, it sounded really good because mm. one of the weaknesses of the Seahawks offense this year was like tight end and running, uh, running back, fullback, catching game usage. Right? Like we didn't have those seams and and uh, and I think like out of the backfield routes working quite the way we would want if in the ideal version of our offense. And so, like the idea of Greg Olson was not terrible, but the execution, but the execution of Greg Olson, <laughs> uh, story of the season. Not, not my favorite. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's our, that's a. You know what? Pour one out for Greg Olson. Just a Seahawks legend, all the way. Just like put him up there with Miles Garrett in the Ring of Honor. That's all. That's what I gotta say. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I can't help it. All right, offensive coordinator. Watch the Seahawks still have not gotten an offensive coordinator, uh, leading many to speculate that they are looking heavily at maybe Bills quarterback coach. Ken Dorsey, maybe the QB that's stretcher. The, the QB stretcher. Uh, thinking that maybe they're looking at someone who is still coaching in the <laughs> in the last two rounds here. So, what do you what do you guys think? Who's a uh, who's who's exciting you? Who's who's left that that maybe would get your uh, your jollies going? And then is there a uh, is there any is there any hope, or are we just going to end up with a read? garbage retread or an internal uh internal promotion at this point uh, i don't think we have an internal promotion to not look forward to i believe it will be a name that you'll be like sure this works brennan carroll no <laughs> he's not available don't you know he's not available okay whatever you say whatever you say yeah uh, i just it's gonna be a name 
and uh, we get to. Well, of course, of course, oh. they're gonna have a name, yeah, Eric. They're, oh, they're going is. to hire. They're going to hire um, Clint Eastwood's character from A Fistful of Dollars. It'll be a man with no name. Ooh, see, thanks, Kevin. I, I mean, I know the horse. The horse, his name is. <laughs> the horse is named Fred. <laughs> is stop. is anyone really excited though about this? Like, oh man, yeah, stop, stop. stop. Breaking news today, eight five minutes ago. You ready for this? Yep. <laughs> All right, I'm killing this conversation. This is great. Breaking news. Play the drop. Uh, we don't have any drops on the show. We're too low budget. Seattle is planning to hire Rams passing game coordinator Shane Waldron for its offensive coordinator job. Waldron will take over for Brian Schottenheimer. Uh, well, considering I was going to say that I want either Shane Waldron or Ken Dorsey, uh, I think you know how I feel. I think this is a really good hire. All right, we gotta we're gonna wing it. This is where we go into full on winging it mode. Okay, now things I know about Shane Waldron. You guys, you guys ready for some Shane Waldron facts? Yep. Yes. But mo- mo- his biggest impact as a college football player was as the long snapper for Division three Tufts University. He's also a good like, end. Yeah, but I looked it up. He was he was a long <laughs> snapper. Okay. So who's who's the guy who played for the Eagles? Uh, Dave Kinchin or whatever his name was. I mean, yes, he got snaps at tight end. He caught a couple passes, but. He was a uh, he's a long he snapper. Was, he's a long snapper. Okay. You know what they say about guys who play special teams? They have to know. They have to know both sides of the game. Coaching tree for for uh, for Shane Waldron. Coaches he has coached under Bill Belichick. That's a good one. Right? That's a good coach. Yeah, big big fan of that one. He coached for the 2016 uh, Washington football team. Do you know, be, uh, Jay Gruden. Do you know who that? Yeah. Do you know who their head coach was Jay Gruden and their offensive coordinator? Uh, that'd be Sean McVay. Yeah, and then and then he followed McVeigh over to the Rams as their first their tight end coach, then their passing game coordinator, and now he will be the Seahawks offensive coordinator. Um, I cannot. Uh, I think this is a solid hire. You know, he's young. He's forty one. It's it's a he great looks meme. very young. It's a great meme to have a long snapper as a uh, <laughs> as your as your offensive coordinator and play. Caller. He knows all about those hidden yards, yeah, especially when we start punting the ball a lot. Uh, I think the scheme fit is really good. You're talking about one of the offensive trees that knows how to run the football in the modern NFL without sacrificing the pass game. If he has an understanding uh, of how that offense works and how they're able to scheme receivers open, especially for those yards after catch opportunities, I think it's a really good fit for both the talent on the team right now, as well as what Pete's saying that he wants. All right, here's Softy's tweet. You ready? Shane Waldron has never called plays in the NFL. Was the OC at a place called Buckingham Brown and Nichols School in 2011? Um, so basically, no. This is a great hire. Now, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, <laughs> I'm only hearing good things. I don't. Uh, but then, yeah, that's a soft you take if ever I've heard it. <laughs> this is a great tweet by Nick at Seahawks Nerd 75. This man looks like a beta that Pete will easily bully. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Rude. 60 to 40 run to pass ratio. I, I wish that I wish that that wasn't uh, so true. But um, here's the thing: the the Rams run game, okay, wide zone, wide zone reads, play actions, uh, guys in motion before the play starts. These are all play play designs that Shane Waldron has worked on for the last three years. Uh, and I really think that that's going to be a great fit for the Seahawks. It's kind of fits what we want to be doing, um, but we could what we were unable to do l- lately. Uh, Pete likes taking shots downfield because they're not exceptionally risky, uh, but he's going to have to learn to like the mid-range pass game if he hired Shane Waldron. They, there's no way that you make that higher and don't try to throw some like catch-and-run style plays. So I'm into it. I'm uh, I'm all for this, Kevin. I'm with you. Oh, this you guys are great. you guys are all in here. 
Well, Terrible. I think out of the people that were being rumored for the job, he's one of the ones I think was most exciting. Like, yes, he hasn't called plays before. And so there might be some growing pains there. There might be some issues. It might be a bust. That's entirely on the table. Here's but the thing. I don't feel like it walks in as an immediately disappointing hire. It's a chance for something good, which I felt like a lot of the other options weren't. How were uh, you on Ken Dorsey? I like I liked them both about the same. Okay. I had them both in like the five, six, seven kind of range. Yeah, um, I was like six, seven, eight. Yeah, so so yeah, I think I liked Waldron a little more than Dorsey, mostly because mm-hmm. I like the Rams playbook better as terms of like what they're doing. And um, he is, you know, a part of designing those plays. He's in that process. Whereas I would guess Dorsey is less involved in that as a quarterback's coach. It would be uh, more of a step up. The other thing is, like, leave it this way. If Waldron had any play calling experience, he'd be like in the eight, nine, ten. Instead, he's in like the six, seven, eight for me. Because like like Nathan said, he has experience designing the offense. He has experience uh, teaching and implementing a style of offense that is a really good fit. So the only question is that play calling piece. Yeah. The, I, my biggest thing is how does it fit together with like Mike Solari? You know, is this guy, it's just different. What the Rams do is very different than what like Solari does with his offensive line. And is, is that going to push him out? Like, are we going to move in a different direction there or, or are, is this some kind of, you know, or is Waldron coming in to change what he's doing a little bit? Like it, it is going to be interesting to see how these pieces fit together because it's not a perfect fit. You know, it's 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 a medium in terms of fit. It's not perfect. That's why it's not a ten. It's just he definitely has a good mind for the offense. So, and you know, when you're when your coaching history includes Bill Belichick and Sean McVay, it's probably good. You probably know some stuff. You've learned under the some of the best. You know, uh, talk about Rasheem Green and eyebrows. How about Shane Waldron's eyebrows? Uh, Never seen them. Well, you better uh, you better get your eyebrows. If you coach on the the if you're a coach on the twenty twenty Rams, you have to be handsome. It uh, was part of the it was part of the interview process. I don't, I don't know if I don't know if we got it. I don't know if we got there. I mean, the tweets coming in right now are good. Looks like the first guy to die in every horror movie. <laughs> Is, uh, I don't know if he blinks. This is this yeah. is uh, the epitome of a name right there. I'm I'm excited. I, I think it, it, it. There's put. Here's the thing. We we were so confident we were going to get the most boring possible hire, and this might be like one of the biggest booms or busts that they could have picked. You know what I mean? This could be a straight ten. Shane Waldron could be incredible. It also could be like a one and really be like a like a, a John D. Filippo in Minnesota level just disaster like it it could go either way it's a 10 or a 2 and one thing that's cool is that the seahawks offseason because they don't have a ton of players under contract you know we'll talk about this in a minute but there's just not their roster has holes in it that they need to fill they can they have the ability to shape their roster a little bit Um, and some versatile pieces to use too yeah like the pieces that are still on the offense are capable of doing more than one thing yeah and i mean if like dk's robert woods and lockett is cooper cup um that's that could work, and that totally can work. What if Lockett has to learn how to run and become even faster? One thing I like too is I love the way the Rams use their tight ends, and I could totally yes. see us doing that going into next season. We have a lot of talent. Oh man, we were really we excited of, about that with Shoddy too. We have a lot of untapped talent in that tight end room that I feel like is just not being used as good as it should be. Yeah, and just right. uses the seams in general, and that's with a quarterback who sucks. 
I don't know. I, I like know. The, I like the boom bust better than the you know proven name that is just going to do vanilla paste everywhere. Right. Like the the. the What's what's like what's like a two out of ten just better than the Pep Hamilton wet fart? Yeah, Pep Hamilton. Yeah, Pep Hamilton. You know what you're getting. It's not it's not going to be great. It could be fine. You're going to see one trick play, and you're going to say, "Ooh, more of this," and then you're never going to see it again. Yeah, the Seahawks did not hire Adam Gase, though. That that meme can die. I do not think there was ever any point where they were really going to hire Adam Gase. Uh, Imagine the backlash. I think they were just trolling. (laughs) They were just. Yeah, that's they also like if they're gonna hire a guy who hasn't done play calling, I like that it's Shane Waldron and not a guy like Kirby Wilson. Like uh, Kirby Wilson has a long track record as a running backs coach, very successful in that capacity in the NFL. Um, is a older coach for getting his first OC job, and he doesn't have play calling experience. He doesn't have experience working with quarterbacks or in the pass game. So if we were gonna get a guy who didn't have that play calling experience, I do like that it's a guy who is again, has been involved in design and implementation of a modern NFL offensive scheme. Yeah, I mean, we can't come... If the offense looks modern now, we can't really... We can stop complaining about... You know what I mean? If, if it looks bad, we'll know right away. You'll know You'll know by the third game if this is Pete or if this is Waldron, right? It will be very obvious. Um, they're, the Rams are getting raided this offseason. They have lost Waldron, Brad Holmes, Ray Agnew, Joe Barry, Aubrey Pleasant, and Brandon Staley all this offseason for coach from coaching that is and they lost Waldron basically because they were trying to protect uh o'donnell who's going to be their new oc yeah, yeah. mcveigh couldn't block Waldron's interview yeah because uh if he moves to a play calling oc position then it's uh yeah, right. a it's, it's a move yeah, up it's a move up and you can't block those anymore because of the new rules and if you want to be a head coach in the nfl you got to be an oc so mm-hmm. uh yeah pretty much all right should we uh go that's that was exciting yeah it's like uh we got a little breaking a, news breaking little, news. Uh, break, did you play the did you play the drop eric better late than never don't like it so <laughs> um yeah okay let's talk senior bowl why <laughs> that's it <laughs> why because no. it's an opportunity for uh, players that sat out to be able to like, honestly, the senior bowl is a really good opportunity for uh, players to uh, increase their draft stock that this is like a for the players kind of thing. Yeah, um, I just I, I don't know. It just seems like unnecessary to me, but sure. Why not? That's go, go for it. And go the combine is going to be a friggin mess. So whatever the combine. Yeah, no in-person workouts this year. Yeah. So that uh, means it's going to be hubbed workouts think, at NFL facilities. What's the NFL Network going to do? Do you think that that who's the uh, media guy for the NFL? Whole. Who's the media guy for the NFL that runs the forty every year in a suit? Oh, uh, uh, Rich Eisen. Yeah, is Rich Eisen going to run the forty this year? Uh, he's going to do it at a facility. <laughs> don't don't rob me of that. That's all I ask. Don't rob me of the. Uh, He'll be like everybody else. He'll get like a four two nine because that's what everyone's going to run this year. What's that? What's that one guy, Darren Ravel, who ran like he like had a uh, poop in his. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, and, or wasn't it Chris Jones whose junk yeah. fell out while he was running? Oh yeah, but Chris, that's just because Chris Jones has a massive dong. It's not you can't blame a guy for that. So any <laughs> anyway, um, so the uh, yeah, all right, cool, good stuff. Way to go, way to go. Senior, where do you go, Chris Jones? Next, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think 
<laughs> the biggest story on a senior bowl so far is Najee Harris wouldn't let anyone take his measurements. Uh, Najee Harris's thigh weighed in at three twenty. He was like, "I'm six one two thirty. Trust me." That's what he. That's like basically what happened. That's the measurement they gave, but he didn't actually get measured. They just like he just like told him. He was just like, "If you want to know, you know, uh, check my Tinder." <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's go ahead and uh, move on. Last week on the show, Eric and Kevin were presented with some restructure options for uh, for themselves. Eric decided to keep uh, Dwayne Brown on his current deal, let him play it out. Didn't cut him, just just kept him. Eric, Kevin uh, restructured him into an extension. You guys both restructured Tyler. Jaron Reed, you both traded. And Carlos Dunlap, you both cut. Kevin, you have $31.375 million to fix this roster I'm about to go over with you. Eric, you only have $28 million to fix this roster. And once you hear it, boy, you're going to want to fix it. So <laughs> interior offensive lineman under contract for the Seahawks going into next year. <laughs> Start in the middle because that's where the game is won in the trenches. Center Brad Lundblade is the only center under contract. So fake Joined name. by guards Damian Lewis, Phil Haynes, and of course the returning Chance Warmack. Seahawks legend Chance Warmack. <laughs> He's played a game in the uniform yet, but yes. Uh, at Sunday. tackle, at tackle we've got Dwayne Brown and Jamarco Jones. Joined by Brandon Shell. That is all the offensive linemen under contract. Obviously, a little bit of a position in need. If we look at the Seahawks in terms of uh, free agents and restricted free agents, at unrestricted free agent, you've got Mikey Upati, Cedric Ogbui, Ethan Posich, Kyle Fuller is a restricted free agent. Jordan Simmons is a restricted free agent. That's it. Those are, those are the guys that are leaving. So uh, first... Are you guys going to re-sign any of these uh, fine gentlemen? You're going to RFA off tender Kyle Fuller. You're going to bring back Jordan Simmons on a restricted on a restricted free agent offer. Yeah, we've got uh, 750k for Jordan Simmons. Yeah, I'd bring him back. I would. I think having that. someone familiar with it and everything is worth it for the depth with all the questions. Okay, so you guys are both down 0.75. I like it. Uh, anybody else catching your fancy there? How do you feel about Ethan Posich at two years, twelve and a half million? Ooh, <clears throat> I've thought about this because I don't really know what our answer at center is without Ethan Postage. Is Justin Britt is a year out of the NFL and still Justin Britt. Um, I'm probably keeping Ethan Postage at six million okay. a year, unless unless there's an option I am obviously missing. Kevin, you gonna? Drop down the six million for Posich, or are you gonna move on? So uh, I see like David Andrews, uh, Ted Karras, Austin Reader are all gonna be there in free agency at that position. Yeah, and but I think all get, of them are gonna go kind of in that what four um, to six million range. Yeah, I was gonna say there's 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 not a lot. It gets the middle interior the yeah. interior offensive line class dries up pretty. In offensive line in general this year is going to be weird in free agency because there's just not a lot. Um, but yeah, looking forward, you're you're going to have options <clears throat> to try there. They'll be old. That's the thing. Postage is still young. You could still maybe. Uh, it's it's a buzzword that's uh, always fun to make fun of in a corporate environment. By the way, synergy, Eric, but he had Eric, synergy with the offensive line. You backloaded. You wisely backloaded that contract. Only five and a half million this year, seven million next year. Nice job, dude. Thank you. That actually matters a lot to me. 
if it's five and a half this year and seven next year, I'll do that for postage. All right. I'll so, take. yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's the kind of contract I think he's looking at this year is the cap. He can have more when the cap goes back up. But Yeah, I didn't want to pay him more than six million, and I was willing to let him walk over that half a million. Cedric Ogbui, two and a half million. Swing tackle. I let him walk. I don't need him for. Uh, I don't need to pay him more than two million. I think I can replace him for less. Eric. Uh, All right, that's a no, Mikey. Yeah, that's a no. Mikey, Mikey, Mikey no. Potty, three million. This uh, is, I'm not gonna pay Mikey Potty more than I paid him this year. No, this is this is a problem. Mikey Potty is I. He's only getting older every year, and there's got to be someone that you can swing in there. Anybody. Anybody at all. All right. Quarterbacks under under contract for next year. You've got Russ. Cut. Danny Etling and Alex Magoo. The Magoo. Geno Smith, 1.25 million. Do you want to bring him back to be the backup? Or do you work with do you go with the goo and the, the Etling? I, uh, I think it's pretty easy. You know how much I care about you guys. I think you guys should battle it out for backup because Russ is the only one playing. Uh, the other one of you gets to pay for the play for the uh, league minimum or not at all. That's my thoughts. Magoo all yeah. the way. Uh, I'm not paying over a million for Geno Smith to do coin flips. Uh, I'm nope. He I was feeling seven K before this, so I'm not going to pay him more than a million. He made he made one point one eight seven million dollars last year. What a do we what have a, a fifth or sixth round pick? We can a great uh, throw to a team yeah. for backup. I'm pretty sure that's like the veteran minimum for his position. We got though. the like, sixth round pick we got I, from. Uh, I don't really think you can pay. <laughs> you can pay. Thanks. I don't think you can get Geno Smith back for less than you know a one and a quarter million or something because nope, it's like bye. it's like a veteran minimum thing. All right, I'll go, I'll go get JT Barrett or something. So moving, so now we have Danny Etling or Alex Magoo as the backup. I don't think you guys really care that much. Let's go on a running back. Under contract for next year, we got Rashad Penny, DJ Dallas, Travis Homer, and Patrick Carr. Of course, big name free agents, Carlos Hyde. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. And the real big name, Christ, Christopher Chris Carson. Okay, Chris Carson's market value, according to Spotrack. You ready? $7.5 million per year. Yes. So... That is a number. I think that he'll get eight, but but that's just my opinion. But I'll go seven point five because that's what they say. So, Chris Carson, seven point five million a year. Do you do do you do it? Do you give Chris Carson the big money payday, or do you walk away and work with the young guys? Maybe pick up one of the leftover guys in free agency. I am walking away. I am possibly picking up a body in free agency or in the draft, or going with what we have. This is where. I'm talking about blowing up the roster at least part way. This is not something that we can we can just hand out to Chris Carson. Uh, frankly, not an every down back at this point in his career. It sounds really weird to say, but we need to get better at this position, and the only way to get better is to try out more bodies instead of just putting Chris Carson out there for 11 games a year. Kevin? So it's one year, seven and a half mil? No, it's four. the the contract Spotrack suggests is four years, uh, twenty nine point nine million. Hey, if I may, I think Kevin thirty million be allowed to throw in a shorter deal. I'll let Ethan Postage waiting for the cap to go up if you want. Four four thirty. No, I'm not doing four thirty. I'm out on uh, that. Obviously, like the last two years are fake in a contract like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah I'm I'm just out. I think. Uh, I think that you can get 
a high percentage of that for a lower deal, considering how loaded the running back class. Like, how much less is Jamal Williams or Marlon Mack or, you know? This is a really strong running back class, and my strategy would be to, like, try to pick up the last guy left for one to two million, you know? Mm -hmm. Be like, hey, Leonard Fournette, weird, nobody wanted you. Do you want two and a half million dollars to play one year for the Seahawks and just see what he says? You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Because there's going to be one guy that just doesn't get a deal this offseason. Yeah. Or even if it's like, like, again, like Marlon Mack or Wayne Gallman for like one to two million. Sure. Like that's that's a that's a decent back. Tight ends. Will Disley, Colby Parkinson. We're not going to talk the Carlos Hyde deal. (laughs) Tyler Mabry (laughs) under contract. (laughs) Tyler Mabry's under contract. Free agent. Jacob Hollister. He still play first base. (laughs) Jacob Hollister last year. Jacob Hollister last year made $3.2 million. I do not oh, think he will no. get that on unrestricted That's because he was on the, uh, what was it, the uh, second round, third second round, round tender. tender. Yeah. yeah, second or third. Uh, I'm going to say Jacob Hollister in free agency this year can grab a nice, cool 2.1. So do you want Jacob Hollister back for 2.1? Are you going to try to get something? Are you going to try to maybe promote within with the uh, Parkinson slash, uh, who was the guy that was on the practice squad? Steven Sullivan. Uh, Stephen Sullivan was signed by the Panthers. Oh, he he didn't make it through waivers. Oh darn, he's gone forever. Got a futures contract there. Uh, All right, so you, you, <laughs> Parkinson is tight end too. Or are we gonna? You got to bring back Hollister. You gonna try to find someone in free agency? What are you gonna do, I, Eric? I'm gonna tell you right now. I if for two point one million, yes, I'll bring back Hollister. Kevin, uh, I feel like he's kind of the definition of a replacement level player. Like, uh, he didn't play up in the extra snaps this year. Um, he's fine. If I could bring him back for a mil and a half, you know, if he goes out there and can't get more than that from someone else, sure. But he's he's got the kind of skill set you can get in the mid to late rounds, or you can sign him off with somebody else's practice squad, like what we did with him. Yeah, so I think, he's not a guy I want to pay. I think he'll get, like, a like a, a nice deal for him, like, in the two million range, but not, like, a nothing crazy. It's possible he's back with us for that around that price. And I, mm-hmm. right, why, he may sign up for like three million somewhere. I mean, he's he's more important to this roster in this passing game than I think. Uh, he's a good passer. Yeah, he really is, and he's consistent, which is something we don't have at that position. So some team, think, some team that like really uses move tight ends might see him in free agency and be like, "This is a sneaky pickup," and they might be right because as a as a more of a move tight end, like a guy who plays more on the outside. That's might fit better. We just don't use players like that. Maybe in or the future yet. Or yeah, again, exactly. if we if we do, there's a billion of them out there because that's the that's the most popular style of tight end in modern college football. You right, can get but, those guys in the fourth to sixth round. You can get those guys who got drafted in the last year or two that are going to be kind of hanging out on the back end of some rosters. Yeah, Hollister has just established that he can already be effective. That's why I think maybe mm-hmm. he's. You know, as opposed to like you're taking a risk by going somewhere else. Wide receiver. Uh, I'm just trying to help to back Eric up a little bit on his like Hollister around two million. Thanks, fine. Uh, Tyler, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, John Ursua, Freddie Swain, Penny Hart, Cody Thompson, Aaron Fuller. Those are our wide receivers under contract. We are losing Philip Dorsett, Josh Gordon, and David Moore. You can have any one of those guys back for a million dollars each. Do you want them? <laughs> Oh, straight up a million dollars each. I take more and Dorset both. Oh my gosh! I will. All right. I will take more for a million dollars. And you say, Eric, why are you doing that? 
Because yeah, Eric, why are you doing that? Because the Seahawks, you know, one hundred percent are going to. It's not fair for me to claim a million that is not actually going to happen. You know, the Seahawks are million seven; they'll bring him back. So I'll, I'll, I, it's a discount to get him in a million. I mean, that's how much Philip Dorsett made last year. I can't imagine after being hurt all season. No, he's going to make more. He's going to make the minimum. And D- David Moore, he said he took less to come back to the Seahawks, but I don't think he did anything to significantly raise his profile. He's 26 years old. Yeah, he makes he's going to make around a million dollars. I don't think that's a crazy talk. Okay, so you. You're, so my you're, exact statement on I wrote on my notes was Geronimo Allison makes nine hundred ninety thousand. So probably about that. <laughs> yep, that seems all right to me. Right, right around a million. Seven. I like it. Um, okay, uh, do you want Philip Dorsett too, Eric? Or are you? Are I you do done? not. I do not. Josh Gordon. Either of you guys. No. I you you, you don't want that in life. You don't want those. Tw- you don't want those tweets to keep coming out. Why is why is Josh Gordon still suspended? But I Antonio Brown is reason why I don't want him back. So excited for him to show up. You think maybe he'll show up for a couple? I think like here? No. people need to understand like comparing situations. The player you want to compare Josh Gordon to in terms of like not getting reinstated is Martavis Bryant, a guy yep. who is like a habitual reoffender who keeps messing up over and over. And guess what, Martavius Bryant, Martavis Bryant. Still not allowed to play in the NFL. He's going to play in the CFL next year. (laughs) Like that is the situation you should be comparing the 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 Josh Gordon situation to. It's like, yeah, I hope he gets his life together. But like, I would pay a million dollars just not have to listen to that story anymore. Yeah, it's 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 over. Just 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 get over it. Um, Okay, now we move on to the defense, and we're going to start at the I think the most exciting position on the roster in terms of this cornerback. Under contract for next year, the Seahawks will return Ugo Amadi, Trey Flowers, DJ Reed, Jordan Miller, and Gavin Heslop. By the way, Jordan Jordan Miller, sneaky good pickup. Like, we'll see if he actually even makes it to camp. But I think that's a a pretty decent fit. You're just saying that because he went to UW. I'm not... (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. kidding yeah. All right. Cornerbacks. Uh, we can uh, ERFA Ryan Neal. We're doing it. Uh, you guys both want Ryan Neal for. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah. For, for 675,000 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring it. Done. Uh, all right. So that's uh, that's an RFA. Got number one quarter. Uh, all right. Unrestricted free agents. We got Jason Stanley, Quentin Dunbar, Shaquille Griffin, and of course, last but certainly not least, the most important one, Nico Thorpe. Easy. All right. First, let's start with Thorpe. You can bring the Thorpedo back for a clean one million dollars. I think actually his minimum yeah, contract he has to make more than that. Yeah, I was gonna say I think he, his minimum contract might be like it might be like the Geno Smith situation where he's like at one point two. Yeah, but let's I just say have to let him go for the price that he's gonna be. Yeah, Eric. I don't know. I feel like if it's one point two, they're going to bring him back. It's exactly what I said about David Moore. They're so you are team. But I'm, I want to know what Eric wants to do. I don't want to be excommunicated from the podcast. You so then you just cut him. Okay, all right, uh, <laughs> all right. Quentin Quentin Dunbar Spotrack estimate. You ready for this? In mm-hmm. this is insanity. Nine million a year. <laughs> no, no, sorry, eight point one. Three years. That's not less funny. Three years, twenty <laughs> twenty four million. The comparable. The comparable contracts they picked were all fair, though. Bradley Roby's uh, 27-year-old deal. Desmond Trufant's 29-year-old deal. 
Patrick really, Robinson. All those guys Stereos. basically didn't play every year because they got hurt. That's those guys, crazy. those guys were all washed by the time they signed that last. And that, we that, brandished that a gun and get him for less. They were all they all had shown talent and were washed by the time they signed that deal. The only good one that worked out was the Logan Ryan twenty nine year old deal. That's the only one on the comparable list. Yeah, there's there's no way that I want to be on the signed end of any of those deals or this one. Never. I would give him like maybe a three mil show me deal, and that's it. Uh, there's I'm what about, out. What about four twenty nine seven point three million a year? <laughs> no, <laughs> not even. This is, the, this is the epitome of that. Why, why, why does Spotrack think that that he's going to get so much money? I don't understand. This is like when Borat's trying to buy the Hummer and he's spitting in his hand, and so we'll call it five thousand. It's good. It's not going to happen. All right, so no, we're not. We're not bringing back Dunbar. I think Dunbar might actually end up only getting like five million. Um, something about this cornerback group that I think that this particular thing is not taking into account cornerback free agency is deep this year it's got a lot of guys like dunbar where it's like it could be yes. anything could be a boat yeah right we the seahawks can find someone who fits their physical profile that they want and like throw them in there across from dj reed like yeah that is a thing they can do although we'll see if you guys want to do that or do you want <clears throat> shaquille griffin for 444 i don't want i don't want Shaq griffin for 444 10, ten and a half in year one what do you what do you think what do you say I feel like this group needs to get better, but I don't. I don't know if I want. I don't know if I want Shaq Griffin back on this team for that much money. I really have a problem with that. Okay, you're out on it. I'm gonna. I got to be brave. I'm saying I'm out. I'm out on that. I'm in. Okay. Yeah, I wanted him for right around ten. I get him for right around ten on this deal. Um, probably that last year is just kind of a fluff year anyway, and so I'm good with that because. I think that he's a quality player. I think he's a scheme fit. I think stability in your secondary is really important. So if we're looking at bringing back our starting safeties, Shaquille Griffin and DJ Reed, then it's more kind of taking off from uh, already in motion as opposed to like having to kickstart the secondary all over again. I think it's a valuable pick. Instead of a uh, instead of moving on right away, Nathan... Uh, and Kevin, you can address this too. How do we get better at cornerback, or is the answer we don't? Uh, in my opinion, I think there's a lot of really developmental guys um, in the draft this year. So picking like a toolsy guy uh, in the mid to late rounds isn't a bad thing. Or, you know, grab a couple of younger guys and let them fight it out in camp and see if you can get somebody who maybe this year they overtake Flowers and next year maybe they're ready to take over DJ Reed. Or maybe you catch lightning in a bottle and they're ready right away. Hmm. All right. You guys both got rid of um, Jaron Reed and Carlos Dunlap last week. So these are your remaining defensive linemen. At defensive end, you have LJ Collier, Darrell Taylor, Rasheem Green, and Alton Robinson. As I like to call it, the young core. (laughs) (laughs) No one calls it that. And And then the defensive tackles you have under contract. You guys ready for this? Little Miles Adams and Cedric Lattimore. Yep. Yeah. Uh, for the record, for the record, uh, LJ Collier, defensive tackle. I'm just gonna put that down right now for okay, my fine. roster construction. I mean, it, he's both. He's he's Quentin Jefferson too. The sequel. Oh, he's all DT all the time for me. I don't think so. All right, <laughs> free agents you can bring back. You ready? Mm-hmm. Bruce Irvin, three million dollars. Yes. Uh, honestly, yeah, three million. I'd do it. I think Bruce Irvin's going to be kind of cheap coming off the injury. Benson Mayoa, five and a half million dollars. 
Basically, what I did is I switched Irvin and Mayo as contracts from last year, which I think is fair considering performance and and uh, and production. Do you guys think that's fair? I basically just said like Mayo gets Bruce's contract and Bruce I gets. Thought, me. I don't know what Mayo I thought contract. it was going to be, but I thought it would be a little lower. I thought it'd be like maybe four and a half. No oh, man, I'm sticking with it five and a half because that's how much Bruce got last year, and I think that. Benson yeah, and I felt like that was an overpay last year. Well, you know, that's, <laughs> I'm, you got to overpay for edge rushers. They're expensive. I mean, you you can't get the University of Idaho's all time greatest defensive end for for cheap, Kevin. Not two years in a row. <laughs> Do you want Benson for five and a half? Or are you out? Uh, I I want to. Uh, come on, this isn't fair. I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> One thing too is I'm I'm loving this because if you say yes to this, like. I'm out. Kevin, wanna, Kevin, in part- Kevin in particular is like almost out of money if he says yes to this. Yeah, I'm out. I want to. I, I want that money for going after other people. I feel like I could get um, the same quality of player. Uh, I, I feel like I could get whoever last off seasons or this off season's version of last off season's Betts Mayo was for the same three million we spent on Betts Mayo. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll stay. I'll go out on him just because. I- I, I'm not. I'm not happy. If it was like four, I'd probably say yes. Five and a half. No thanks. I'm out. Okay. So I got you guys. Um, Kevin, you did an RFA already, right? You did. Um, you did an original round tender for uh, for Simmons. Okay. Yeah, that's nothing. Then you you get you could just have an opportunity to match, and no one tried to sign him. Okay. Um, this will matter in a minute. So you guys both said no to uh to to benson simmons i said i'd take him for 750k or whatever same the same thing we did with ryan neal yeah i don't know you're good um okay brant brandon jackson uh retired because he's demontre moore what what, 900k 950k you're gonna say no all right let's go to detail let's go to dtac all right brian monet erfa can bring him back yeah 750k yeah for that yeah he's productive i like him okay you agree, Eric? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Puna Ford, restricted free agent. Second what, round tender. What, second round tender. Okay, I was going to ask. This is important. How, what tender are you going to use, Eric? So second round tender is 3.4 million. 3.259, uh, yes. Yeah, then oh, second round tender. Yeah. Oh, wait. The original round tender is $2.1 million. Right, so but he was a, a, use a UDFA. No, I'm talking about for your other guys. For yes. Monet and for, but you guys can bring those guys aren't going to get. You don't need to tender those guys. They're yeah, just, you're just going to get them back. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so your second round tender yep. on him, three point two for Puna, Eric. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. If, if you guys did it, if you guys put a different tender on him, I was going to make you uh, match it, match in a two-year, sixteen-million-dollar contract. <laughs> <laughs> because if like, it, because like, if you don't put a good draft ten, pick tender on Puna, someone's going to come in with like two sixteen and be like, "Here you go," and then we're going to have to match that. That's, well, I was going to say I probably would actually try and offer him like a. It'd be te- it'd be tempting to offer him a two-year deal to buy out the second-round tender, but the thing is, the cap's going to be so much easier after next offseason. It's worth yeah. it for the savings on this offseason. Um, okay, free safety. You got Diggs. You got Blair. I'm pretty sure you're not doing anything there, but just in case, uh, we're losing Demarius Randall. Do you want him back? No, no. Uh, I left. The, I left the most important player on the roster off. Okay, for strong safety, we've got uh, Jamal Adams and no one else. Uh, I'm guessing this is going to be just like a really cheap guy, but you could bring back Leno Hill for cheap no. or Lyndon Stevens. Okay. 
Sounds yeah. You already you guys already resigned Ryan Neal. That's the backup yep. strong. That's the backup other safety. Okay, so now Earl Thomas out there uh, still too. That's basically uh, inside linebacker and down for the minimum. In inside linebackers and outside linebackers. Here we go. Uh, we under contract. You've got Bobby Wagner, Cody Barton, Jordan Brooks, and Ben Burkirvan. And then free agents, free agent options. Okay, you've got KJ Wright and Sha- Shaquem Griffin. That's it, right? Am I looking at this right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So Shaquem Griffin and KJ Wright. You can have KJ back, but KJ said this offseason that he wants to get paid like a player of his unique talents deserves. And he has been given two two years, fifteen million from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He brings it back to you and he says, "I love being in Seattle, but I gotta get that money. So can you match it? Two fifteen. And I'll look him in the eyes. I'll say, KJ, can't wait to welcome you back to the Ring of Honor in three years. Yeah. Oh, All right. Uh, I always kind of thought he would fit in with the Washington football team, but either way, he's not going to be here. All right, and then Shaquem Shaquem Griffin is a draft Jordan Brooks to then re-sign KJ. Griffin's a restricted free agent, but I mean he's we can have him back for like seven fifty, right? So do you want Shaquem Griffin back? Yeah, for seven fifty. Yeah, it's worth it for the pass rusher. Here's the thing: I said uh, no to Shaquille Griffin, but if you can bring back Quim and it helps get Shaquille back at a somewhat discount, then that's 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 not happening. That they don't. They're not the Morris twins. They don't. Share As a matter of fact, you're not going to get Team Griffin back now that you didn't take. Hey, you you're wrong about that, actually, Nathan. Did you know? Did you know that the Morris twins share a bank account? Really, Marcus and Markeith Morris. They have. They literally have all the same tattoos on their body, and they have a lot of tattoos. Weird. Like, yeah, they're weird, dude. Could just they're be super person too. Um, okay, and then they finally, put the mattress in the hallway between. Save the, the best. Save the best for last. Nick Ballor is a free agent. One point one million. Do you want him back? Fullback slash special teams god Maven Ballor. Special teams Maven. Do you want him back for one point one? I don't want him back, but this is a thing where you know they're gonna sign him and they're gonna wait until it's like, wow, we have eight million left, and then all of a sudden be like, Well, you know, they we just they made a roster move, and you'd be like, No, no. So uh no, I don't want him back, but Ballor's Ballor's back, no matter what. No, I'm not signing Nick Ballor. What? You guys are haters. I, I don't understand what what does this guy have to do to earn your to earn your uh, keep play fullback. Play, I was about to play play a different position. Uh, so Kevin, remaining on your roster, you have uh, a grand total of about four million dollars to to do with the rest of free agency. Eric, you have a little over ten. So that's about, uh, Eric, that's about the best case scenario. Kevin, you have you can pick you can sign your draft picks. Nice job. You didn't, and uh, I think that your roster is relatively full at that point anyway. So you know it's been a, you got minimum guys and draft picks coming in. Eric, on the other hand, has um, just has enough money to throw at a Ryan Kerrigan, Bud Dupree on a one year prove it. No, just enough. No, you don't. No, you do not. Probably, <laughs> probably not. But I'm throwing it out I'm there. For that, uh, that would take some more restructuring. Um, Maybe the, believe I do think that there's creativity to be had in the cap here, where like, you know, I'm going to let you guys both sign one five million dollar guy and not explain how you got the money for it. So don't don't don't. I, don't I got worry. the money because the cap liabilities thing is uh, doesn't include a. Um, well, at the, like at that said, at the end, I'm going to just give you five million dollars to sign one guy. Uh, all right, so. The uh, and oh, you'll just tell me what position you want him to play, and I'll pick who it is, and that'll be. I have, you guys will be so disappointed by the choice. Kevin's I'm gonna be, be like, 
all right, I saved it. $5 million. Give me a running back. And I'm going to be like, Carlos Hyde is back. And he's just going to punch me through the computer. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just excited for that. Well, I've got the four million plus apparently the the mystery the mystery bucks. Yeah. So right. I can say the running back comes out of the four mil and then do the mystery bucks or something else. I guess. <laughs> uh, all right. So this is a uh, this is where I talk about mon- the money zone, huh? All right. There are many ways to support the Seahawks Nest podcast. The best way to do so: head over to Patreon.com/slash/SeahawksNest and for as little as a dollar twenty-four a month. Oh, or you can go to OnlyTwelves.com. You know, or you can go to uh, to what was the other, what's the other website? Oh, punthub.com. Hub. All right. Thank you to new uh, new Patreons, Sam and Michael. Uh, thanks for joining the team. And uh, thanks to Patreons, new and old, January Patreons. Um, let me read these names right here. We've got Lucas, Greta, Timothy, Ryan, Cooper, James, Brett, Carrie, Tom, Sam, Brandon, Nick, Tom, Thomas, Charles, Sebastian, Foles, E.B., Emmanuel, Jay, Warwolf, Bob, Richard, Karen, Mike, Flocktimus, Keith, and Michelle. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show and everyone who's in the Patreon. Uh, look out, coming soon, uh, holiday special. Uh, if you don't, those who know know. You can already figure out what we're doing. Uh, those those in the know, you you those who have been around for a while know how stupid this is about to get. But uh, um, yep the uh, the the Patreon podcast from this season are there. I would say that they are timeless classics that you could pick up and enjoy anytime. I agree. <laughs> I totally, I wholeheartedly agree. If, if you enjoy our podcast enough to entertain the concept of a uh, of of joining our Patreon, then you you're in for this. Most years, I spend my time on Monday and Tuesday researching about football, and so my picks are usually really good. This year, I spent my time on Monday and Tuesday writing jokes for the Patreon podcast, and my picks were really <laughs> bad because of it. So, is that good? I don't know. You you tell me. You listen to the listen to the Patreon episodes, and you tell me if that was a good idea or a bad idea. Um, don't listen to the last one though. Go like six back because the last one I kind of winged it because I was surprised that we did it. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, adamantly our, against it. I was like, "There's only two games. Why are we doing this?" And Kevin's like, "We're doing it." And I'm like, "All right, we're doing it." <laughs> I, I basically I Thelma and Louise him on this one. It was it is what it is. Okay, so now for uh, for this movie club today, we're going to do our favorites of 2020. The 2020 favorites, uh, pot, uh, whatever. Two things we like. We're all going to we all pick two things we liked. Um, we all have kind of a category. My category. I'm going to go first. My category was television shows slash series. And for me, like my life changed a lot in the last couple of years. I have two young, young, young kids now, and I um, I don't have time to watch whole movies anymore. I need something that I can break up into smaller chunks and just watch like 15, 20 minutes of a time and don't feel like I'm losing as much. So I watched a lot of TV shows in 2020, and my two favorites were uh, The Boys season two, which I thought was fun. Um, if someone asked me to describe that show, I would say superheroes for edgelords. Um, <laughs> so, that's something you would like. It's it's here's the thing. Normally, I would find so, what they're doing there to be uh, insufferable because it's it's trying to be edgy, but they tow that line. There is a line that they are towing between like too too much and not enough. That is like they are really riding it, and they ride it perfectly. And because of that, I just really enjoy the show. It's it's uh it's 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 fun. It's it's action packed. It, it tackles you know decently heavy topics. I find it quite enjoyable. Did you guys watch the boys? I have not yet. Okay. Then uh, my other one is Amazon Prime's Upload. 
um, which is like a it's a it's a comedy uh, kind of mystery thing where about a guy who they it's like a semi futuristic you in the future when you die you can have your head chopped off and then be uploaded into your have your consciousness uploaded into the uh, into the the interwebs. It's like an internet thing, yeah. But the show just has some like some comedy that really works for me. Uh, the both main actor and actress performances are really convincing and interesting to me. There are parts of it that I could take or leave, but I just found the experience to be really enjoyable, and so that matters a lot to me. Uh, so yeah, that's why I picked my second show was Upload, and uh, that's it. All right, Eric, uh, what'd you pick? Uh, I went with a cup, a theme of movies, two movies, the Pixar movies. Uh, which uh, one came out? Geez, when did Onward sh- come out? Was that April? Or May? Uh, it came out in like April, which was roughly nine years ago. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so the Pixar movie Onward about the uh, the fantasy world, where basically two brothers are looking to uh, reconnect with their their father one last time. It's a world of make believe. Uh, meant a lot to me. Uh, you know, I miss my dad who died when he was young, and this movie. Uh, nailed some good feels on a few levels. At the end of the year, Christmas morning, Soul dropped on Disney+. And that was something that a lot of people circled as like, oh, this is going to be a great movie. And guess what? It was. Uh, there's a almost more feeling in this morning, in this movie. Uh, maybe more Soul. Uh, but it's just a really good movie. Yes, thank you. See what I did there? I took the name of it and I used it. Uh, to describe the movie, uh, Soul was really good. It's it's got excellent voice acting. You got Tina Fey, you got Jamie Fox. Uh, you've got some great music. It touches on a lot of um, cool interest points too, like music and uh, the afterlife. Uh, there's uh, the the uh, New Zealand actress that we love so much is in that movie, uh, playing who she plays in every movie. Nathan, I know you know her name, and uh, yeah, it's these two movies were really great. They were, <clears throat> they were Pixar movies, so they're not going to be disappointing. But man, they were refreshing in the year that was 2020. Yeah, I, I like these two quite a bit as well. I thought uh, Onward was a lot of fun. It was a road trip movie and like a buddy comedy and a lot of other things that you don't always expect from animation. And we don't necessarily get in live action a lot anymore. And from the trailers, but- it didn't really look all that interesting to me. I had to be told how great it was. And it, it was. I for for me, um, I like Soul because it gave Donnell Rawlings a paycheck, and that's really all I care about. <laughs> uh, Donnell Rawlings is the goat, and he got a paycheck from Soul, so that's the movie of the year twenty, movie of the century, really twenty two thousand to two thousand one hundred. And um, David Diggs, and I want David Diggs to do more things. Yeah, but Donnell Rawlings is 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 David Diggs Ashy Larry? I just want to just just ask. Got to ask the question because. I don't know. I stand Donnell Rawlings hard. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. All right, Ke- Kevin, uh, what is your uh... – hey, he has a podcast, so maybe I can get him to come on our podcast. That would be so cool. Yeah, Cross- all you have to do is uh, invest $3,000 in his app. And- <laughs> to be honest with you, if it was Donnell Rawlings' app, I might do it. Friend of the podcast, <laughs> Donnell Rawlings. Good friend of the pod. Um, so get a cameo from him. <laughs> All right, so I was having a little bit of a hard time with this. Um, originally, I was wondering about quirky comedies. Uh, we already did uh, Palm Springs, though, right after it came out, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We talked about it a little bit, yeah. A little bit. Okay, I'm still going to go. Two of my favorite comedies of the year um, are both kind of odd. One of them you've probably seen. One of them you probably haven't. And that's the first one uh, is Palm Springs. 
came out on Hulu uh, this year while everyone was stuck locked inside, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, Andy Samberg's really good. Kristen Milioti was uh, was like was very very good in this one too. They had good chemistry. It was funny. It was clever. It was a good use of the time loop concept. Uh, J.K. Simmons uh, came in and gave a splash of flavor. Uh, this one worked. That was that was a lot of fun. And then the other one that I really enjoyed this year is a movie that a lot fewer people have seen, and that's uh, Spontaneous. And this is a movie, uh, fittingly for a year where we have a pandemic, that is about a uh, disease. It's about high schoolers in their senior year of high school. Um, you know, just trying to get to the end of the year when suddenly random students start exploding. Uh, there is some type of illness that is causing them to combust and not like catch fire, spontaneous combust, but like pop like a balloon and it's gory and hokey and a little like low budget and fun. It's, it's sort of like, it has that kind of like Heather's like vibe of dark teen comedy. Um, where you know every actor and actress is clearly 10 years older than the person they're portraying, and you don't care, because the whole movie is just delightfully cheesy and uh, and good. It's It's got about a 100-minute runtime. It fills it with a lot of uh, fun and interesting scenes, and then it has just enough to let you think on, and the message is just hidden enough to not be hitting you in the face with it, and um, just you know, unhidden enough where you don't have to do a lot of thinking to figure out what it's really talking about. Uh, It's really fun. You brought this up earlier before we started recording, Kevin, and it immediately caught my attention because, man, that sounds so good. Uh, It's got a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, Yeah, I think this is one where if you you sought it out, you probably liked it. The... uh... All right, and we'll we'll hit up some of the awards year movies as we get closer to the awards coming out. But if you had a favorite thing you watched in 2020, uh, tell us about it. But not if it was The Mandalorian. I, I intentionally didn't pick that to mess with you. <laughs> I intentionally trolled you because I knew people would be like, you didn't say Mandalorian. So I just wanted to, uh, t- to get that out of the way. That was on purpose. So take that. For, for Kevin, for Eric, we will see you guys next week. Go Hawks.